0: The peace of our Lord be with you. you. The season of Lent stretches from Ash Wednesday until Good Friday. It is bounded by practices which bring us into direct contact with human mortality. Just Wednesday we gathered in this space and encountered the words from Genesis 3:19 You are dust and to dust you shall return and as these words were spoken the sign of the cross was made in ashes on our foreheads words and symbols each by themselves, enough to call to mind the limits of this life together even more so. The season of Lent ends with the remembrance of Jesus' crucifixion. On Good Friday we will once again gather in this space and remember the day Jesus was executed. We will remove from the sanctuary all of the ornamentation that adds to our worship, the pyramids, the tablecloth, all the way until the last thing remaining is the Christ candle. And even then, at the end of the service, the candle will be put out and taken out. We began Lent with a reminder of our mortality And we end with Jesus, the light of the world, having experienced his. And in between, we have a season of penitence and preparation. In some circles, including ones I have found myself occasionally, Lent has been reduced to some form of the question, what did you give up for Lent? with the expected response being some small excess that has become more normal than it should have, something like chocolate or coffee. Lent becomes a diet or a self-help exercise. I don't know about you, but for me, when the ashes are being made into the sign of the cross on my forehead and just enough of the ash floats down to obscure my vision momentarily. And the pastor says to me, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Moments of my life flash through my memory. And with my memories, my plans for the rest of the day and the days ahead, I think about those memories and the plans through a different lens. A lens provided by the ashes now on my head and settling on my eyebrows and my nose. And I'm left to wonder in that moment, and in the moments that follow, what does Lent hold for me? The Lenten journey is one of 40 days. Of course, to get to 40 days, you have to use the kind of math that only pastors and fishermen have fully mastered for there are 46 days from Ash Wednesday to Easter. So officially, Lent allows for the six Sundays of Lent to be many Easter's and a rest from the fast. For those of you who may not count like pastors, you may be comforted to know that there are 40 days from today until Good Friday. The number 40 is significant in the Bible. In today's gospel reading, we encounter this number with Jesus being led into the wilderness for 40 days, where he was tempted by the devil. Also, in the Old Testament lesson today, we encounter the number 40, though it's not mentioned explicitly. The whole book of Deuteronomy is a collection of the words of Moses to the Israelites at the end of their journey in the wilderness from Egypt to the land flowing with milk and honey, a journey which famously took 40 years. In both stories, the focus is on the end of the journey. The Israelites across the river from the promised land with Moses instructing them on what they will offer to God. Jesus endures three final temptations. Also in each case, The end of their journey is the beginning of a new journey. Israel, preparing to begin their new life in a land they will claim as their own. Jesus, preparing to begin his public ministry. Endings and beginnings. Forty days and forty years. What might there be for us within these next 40 days. Faced with our mortality, we have decisions to make. Namely, are we living the life that God would have us to live? What are the excesses in our lives that keep us from experiencing what God has for us? What's missing that keeps us from God? How are we using the life that remains for us to live the abundant life which Jesus has prepared for us? How are we using what remains of our lives to enable others to live that same abundant life? These are heavy and important questions, and any one of them could fill a sermon or a 40-day meditation. Maybe thinking of the end of the journey is helpful in this way. Not dissimilar to the way that thinking of the end of our lives can help to crystallize our thoughts about the life that we are living, thinking about the end of the journey can help us think about the direction that we are going. Some people think of the end as a goal to strive to meet. Some people think of the end as a destination of a journey. Either of these are helpful in thinking about how what we do now matters in the end. James Clear suggests that one of the most effective ways to form new habits is to imagine the type of person you want to be, and then to ask yourself, what would that person do in this situation? How would a people brought out of generational slavery into a land they could possess as their own show their gratitude, perhaps by offering the first fruits of their harvest as an offering of thanksgiving to God and retelling the story of their salvation? How would Jesus, the would-be Messiah, respond to offers of things he might want? But might conflict with the message he would soon begin preaching. Perhaps by reminding himself of who he was and who he was to be, perhaps there's something here for us too. Who is it that you want to be in 40 days? What kind of person do you want to be in the kingdom of God in 40 days? Think about it. Visualize who that person is. What does that person do? How does that person talk? How does that person spend their money? With whom does that person spend their time? Once you know who that person is, once you know who you want to be at the end of this Lenten journey. Then making decisions about what kind of new or renewed practices are needed in your life becomes easier and more meaningful than considering whether to give up Facebook or Twitter for Lent. I wonder too if this Lenten season should not offer something For Northminster as well. I wonder if the same types of questions could be helpful for us as a community. Who is it that we want to be in 40 days or maybe like the Israelites who is it that we want to be in 40 years? What kind of church do we want to be in the kingdom of God then? By what do we want to be known? What does that church do? What does that church not do? As we travel the purple path of Lent for these next 40 days, what are the new or renewed practices that are needed in the life of our community to enable us to embody that reality? The season of Lent begins with ashes and a reminder that we are only dust, that one day will be our last day. This annual reminder of our mortality provides us tremendous opportunity to recalibrate our direction, to rethink the end of our journey, and examine our present. Perhaps this is the posture of Lent the eyes of our hearts focused on God, mindful of the end, that we might live the abundant life in our present. Amen. As we come to the table of our Lord, once again we are met with mortality and opportunity. For the meal that we celebrate here was the last meal that Jesus shared with his disciples. One more time. We come to the table as a community and eat the bread and drink the wine. And imagine who Jesus wants us to be what it means to be the people of God and the kingdom of God. As we come to the table, we want you to know that if you are in this room, you are welcome at this table. For this is the table of the Lord, and at the Lord's table, there is no one who is not welcome. On the night when Jesus was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Thanks be to God for the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus. Thanks be to God for the table of communion. In the name and spirit of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lived as he died and died as he lived, arms out, as wide as the world, drink this cup. As we come to the conclusion of this hour of worship, you are invited to make important decisions for our Lord and our Lord's Church.